I'm Zach Snyder. And I'm Aiden Matthews. And welcome back to another YouTube podcast. The one-stop shop for anything and everything related to YouTube. Do you realize that we have been saying that exact opening and that exact phrase for over a year now? Over a year? That's pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah. If we want to go back to uh, episode zero, which originally aired on August 13th, 2017... Or if you want to mm-hmm. do episode one, which came out a week later on August 20th, uh, it's September 3rd now. We've been doing this show for a year. That same opening, that same little one-stop shop for everything YouTube. Like, it's yeah. just, whoa, like, that's crazy. Super crazy. A year has gone by. It, it, it is pretty crazy. Um, yeah, it, it's nuts. <laughs> that year went by really fast. Not gonna lie. Insanely it's, fast. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now we managed to continue doing it uh, through that year. This has been... Um, I, I've done I've done three podcasts uh, in the span of my YouTube career. One of them I've done longer, technically. Um, it's, it's gone through two reincarnations. But this one I consider the most successful <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. Um, just because it's been the most consistent, it has a, it actually has a goal and it, it delivers information that people can actually use. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. We've been like doing that. one like every month, pretty much at least one a month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not- I think we've been going strong. I think maybe January we didn't have an episode out. Gordon Anchor but, we did. Oh, did we? Maybe yeah. we did. Yeah, that's it went nice. until halfway around May, June. We kind of had a little bit of, eh, and then we got back in July. Yeah, but the, aside that from sense. that small break, we've been fairly consistent with this episode after episode. Granted, we've missed a couple of weeks. Obviously, that's why we're at number twenty-seven and not shoot thirty 50 something, fifty yeah. <laughs> something. So, yeah. haven't done it every week, but for the most part. Another YouTube podcast has been with you all for at least a year now. And uh, shout out to everybody who's watched it from the beginning and all of our newcomers that have joined us since. We've gotten a lot of listeners in here. And it's cool to see that like this all started from nothing. And here we are a year later with all you people listening to hear us talk about YouTube and to ramble on for hours and hours on it <laughs> every week. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. We, we do appreciate you guys and we hope that we... We'll, we'll never say that enough because, you know, the goal here is to talk about YouTube and hopefully give you guys information and talk about our journeys. But we do appreciate you a lot. And we want to take a little time here at the beginning to, to let you guys know that. You but best. also, uh, the fact that we've been doing this for a year is kind of goes into our main topic. Yep. little throwback uh, to episode one. Where episode one was how to survive your first month on YouTube. We figured, hey, there might have been somebody who actually started their channel at the beginning of this podcast. And that channel is probably a year old now. So this time, we're going to talk about how to survive your first year on YouTube. So we're going to be covering the beginning months, sort of the later period, toward the end of the year. How to transition yourself to year two. All this wonderful stuff. Uh, Sort of being a big comprehensive episode of... All the stuff we've talked about in the previous episodes while also adding some new stuff as well. So, I'm excited. Yeah. Should be pretty good. (laughs) 
You didn't say the word. (laughs) Should be pretty good. Just good. Nothing uh, pretty. Pretty good. No other adjective. (laughs) No other adjective I can think of. No other adjective that that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm trying to uh, transition myself into that. The, that uh, end of those two months that I said I would stop using that particular word. It's just <laughs> getting to the end of those two months. <laughs> so um, the forbidden word. I used it earlier today a few times. Um, oh yeah, and I think it's, I think it's time. You're gonna put to, it to, rest. to rest. You're gonna let I the meme die. We'll see. We'll see what happens. At least on this podcast, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. <laughs> you can't. You can't help movie night. Movie night is just gonna be filled with it. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm. I'm completely okay with that. And and once we get to the comment sections, unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> it'll come back up again. It'll it'll come back up again. But I feel you. Yeah. But first. But first, as everybody's favorite section. You know, of the podcast has to come first. Mm-hmm. We have to go into your week on YouTube. Trademark. Oh boy! Yep. Everybody's it, favorite section. It's an actual week this time, not just two days. It's actually it, been a I, week since I think we it's recorded been the last episode. Almost two weeks. Has it? Might I, be. I think so. It's been a. It's been a little bit. It's been a little bit since we recorded. No, I think it was so, one week because might be one week because the last episode I was already moved in here and this is the end. That's of right. My first week in the dorm, everybody. So in the dorm, in the dorm room, crib. Hell yeah, or half a crib rather, because there's still a roommate a there. Crib. I figured, but it's your that's turn true, true. to start, my guy, because I did last time. Oh yeah, that's pretty hype, man. Let me tell you about my week on YouTube. Trademark. <laughs> uh, it's been pretty wild. Let me tell you, so I stopped working. This was my first week of like not living a full-time job or not working a full-time job, not having any kind of school, like just living the life. And um, boy, oh boy, was it stressful because I lost a client. Oh, not a great like, way to start. <laughs> almost immediately. It was, it was like Sunday was my last day of work and I'd been waiting on... I've been waiting for like three weeks to get work from my biggest client. And I won't mention who it is. If you've been listening to the podcast, like you probably already know who it is, but I won't mention who it is um, because I don't think that's professional. Um, but I've been waiting for like three weeks to get work from the dude. And finally just like messaged him. was like, Hey, you know what's going on? Uh, I thought we were really had like a contract. You know, I thought I was going to be doing like three videos a week, blah, blah, blah. And he finally got back to me on like Monday, the the day like after my final day of work. And he was like, um, long story short, he thought he wanted to put out daily content and he decided he didn't want to do that anymore. And he'd been trialing a lot of editors. And even though he was he was happy about my work and even though he was he was happy that I was putting like giving like the videos a fast turnaround and all that kind of stuff. Um, he didn't want to pay for another editor right now. Mm. So lost that client. Mm. Now Um, he still has a couple of editors, right? Or did he get rid of everybody? Everybody. By my understanding, he still has a couple of editors. I don't know how many, I don't know how many people he was trialing. I don't know how many editors he had to start off with. I don't know how many videos he's planning on putting out right now and how many, 
honestly, the entire situation is just kind of weird to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, it was very... It's it's just very weird, um, and I guess because I mean we kind of talked about it before that the the entire freelancing, especially with with YouTube, is almost like a wild west situation. You know, a lot there's there's a lot of rules that aren't really made. There's a lot of rules that could easily be broken because you know who's making these rules. You kind of have to make them for yourself, and maybe that's something we should have talked about on the the freelancing episode. Um, that you do have to be wary with that. You have sure. to take what you can, you know, what you can get, but also be wary with things can change and you have to be able to adapt to it. Um, I think in retrospect, there were a couple of warning signs there. There one was. Of, mm-hmm. The biggest one being, obviously, the lack of communication, right? If you're not yeah. comfortable with talking to your client or the other way around, uh, the people you're hiring, if there's not that open bridge of communication, it's going to fall apart a lot quicker. And there's professional sort of standards that you kind of have to follow and maintain there. Granted, you know, it didn't. It could have been a situation where he was like, yo, sorry, can't have it done, yada yada. And he tells you like right off the bat. The, the yeah. sucky part about all this is just the fact that it took so long to get to this point And you were not led to believe, but you were kind of dragged along that ride yeah. why he said nothing right and that's where that communication comes into play he could have dropped you like two weeks ago and that would have been fine it's the fact that he exactly. kept you waiting that's the issue right like, yeah but that, that's a this huge was... warning sign obviously to a lot of people that you got to keep in mind if they're not willing to talk or communicate uh you might want to watch out i mean granted don't uh pester their twitter dms every two seconds there's obviously an extreme <laughs> to right. follow but basic communication should kind of be a priority, especially in these scenarios. Yeah, and that that was the biggest thing for me is that three weeks of not no work, uh, three weeks of my last you know, last three weeks of my real job, um, this kind of being like the big break that I was like hoping for, and now you know I could use those three weeks to find new work while I was you know working those last three weeks of my real, real job, you know, mm-hmm. um, that, that's the really frustrating thing to me, but you know, you gotta, gotta keep pushing forward at the end of the day. I still, you know, was professional about it. I still worked, you know, I still worked hard at it. I still got the job, which was cool. Um, he still liked what I did. So I know that I didn't lose the job based off of my own merits. So that's good, I guess. That feels good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but as soon as I figured out that, like I had like half a day where I just kind of felt sucky. Um, but then the rest of the day and the, the next couple of days, I started, you know, trying to find new clients, all that kind of stuff. I'm currently looking, f- I'm currently like in the process of, potentially working with a a beauty youtuber so that'll be interesting hmm. but she's got like 400,000 subscribers so i'm i'm cool with that <laughs> yeah, exactly um and then there's a there's a dude that's got a startup with uh he he's doing a startup with uh esports looking for a video editor and i i really like what his startup is I, but I'm not quite sure if 
I'm not quite sure if I'll be exactly what he's looking for because he's more or less looking for an employee rather than a freelancer. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know if I want to be in the position where I'm beholden to one person, one person. Well, and and not even that I wouldn't be beholden to one person, but he's looking for some basically since it's a startup, he doesn't really have the budget to pay that much. Oh yeah. So I I would be making a little bit of money, but it wouldn't be much, but the potential of the company is, it sounds, sounds good. I I, kind of like where he's going. He follows a lot of the business people that I follow, like Gary Vaynerchuk and that kind of stuff. So like, I think he's got his head, you know, his head on his shoulders. And I think he could go places with this. My problem is I don't know if I want to stick around in this company as an employee for three, four or five years waiting to for see it where to it goes big. places, waiting, right. for, waiting for it to go big while I'm trying to build my own stuff. When freelancing to me, video editing to, editing to me, when it's not my own projects, is a means to an end, not the other way around. Exactly. So I, I, I honestly feel like I wouldn't be doing him a, I'd feel like I would be doing him a disservice if I took that job. Fair enough. And that um, that's something I guess we so. might have could have mentioned in the freelance episode as well is um, knowing your own limits, right? And what you can yeah. and can't do, basically. Um, people with infinite time have a lot more resources to go ahead and do a lot of different things for a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Others, maybe not so much, especially if you have college and a job on top of that and you're trying to do like freelancing as a side hustle thing. You can't tackle every big project in the world as much as you would like to. Knowing what you want, I think, is very important to help you decide, like, which opportunities you could take and which ones uh, aren't worth it in the end. You kind of have to know yourself first. Absolutely. Before you can get into that. Yeah. But I still applied for it, and I still did an interview with him. And if he wants me, then I'll, you know, I'll make a decision at that point. Um, But I thought it was interesting, to say the least. Uh, Other than that, freelance stuff aside... um, I got back on Instagram, started grinding over there, started putting out posts and stuff like that. I uh, kind of figured out what I want my content strategy to be over there a little bit. Um, kind of, I'm not doing Instagram TV stuff at the moment just because I don't feel like it. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Was, yeah. was thinking about that recently and I was like, you know, I just don't want to do that right now. So I'm not going to do it. Um Doing the live stream and stuff, having a lot of fun doing that. You beat Doom, a, finally. I did. Yeah. It took me like three and a half months. Cause of, when did you start <laughs> Doom? When did you... I think it was like the middle of May. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's So nice. way too long. It would have <laughs> taken as long had I just streamed more often. Sure. And that was in the middle of a transition period, too, when you were yeah. doing all that. Definitely. Makes sense. But uh, it's uh, it's a fun game. Excited to excited to do that. Um, trying to make this section a little shorter. So streaming more, exciting. Uh, started streaming Binding of Isaac again. Almost streamed it on Subijin Games. Almost took it, put it out of retirement. Literally today, <laughs> I made a thumbnail for that for that channel, and was like two seconds away from hitting streaming on YouTube. And I was like, you know. Gotta I'm let just it gonna go. do this on Twitch. <laughs> yeah, you gotta let it go. Yeah, 
I almost did. I almost did. And I, I kind of came up with a content strategy for it on YouTube. And I was like, uh, you need deemed it to me too. You were yeah. like, Hey, what if I, <laughs> what if I do this and that and that and that? I'm like, Zach, you're going to yeah. kill yourself. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Do yeah, that was that was that was the thing. I was like, I don't really want to edit Binding of Isaac stuff at the moment. Right. I just don't have time for it. So instead, I'm just gonna let that be my like niche game on Twitch because everybody on Twitch that's kind of successful has like a game that they go to a lot. That's gonna be my game that I go to a lot. Fair enough. Um, so that'll that'll hopefully be good. Um, and then I got this big Pokemon video out coming out soon that I'm, I'm pretty excited about and also dreading at the same time. <laughs> um, and then your everyday nerd stuff is, is going pretty good. I got working on that a lot. Excited. Put on an update video to explain everything that's going on with the channel and the move and all that kind of stuff. Fair enough. So, yeah. Pretty good update video, by the way, too, the opening. Thank you. It's yeah. a winner. It's a winner. <laughs> Hell yeah. Just the overabundance like, I... of tissue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Way too many tissues. <laughs> I was like, how can I get people to click on my update video? Yep. That's, that's how you do it. It's called clickbait. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, it's I did called the, being click worthy. I did the same thing. You remember my update video where I talk about like quitting Taco Bell and like wrecking the truck and all this like really bad stuff. Mm, yeah. I was kind of lost too on YouTube stuff. You remember how that video yeah. opened? Um... I don't remember, actually. <laughs> it opened with a fucking flapjack meme where the dog <laughs> and he's Captain Knuckles is like, you may have flapjack and the old lady under your paws, but it's going to take a lot more than that to impress. And he flips <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, ooh, but the dog's That's face has the old YouTube logo. And then when he flips, it transitions oh, yeah. to the new one. Yeah. That's pretty great. Because I got my channel yeah. redone in that time and I'm like. Yeah, this is how we're gonna yeah. open this really dark, depressing channel update video. Let's just fucking throw a flapjack meme in there to come in. So that's yeah, what that's, I did. That's pretty great. Right. <laughs> so I understand. I understand. You gotta gotta reel them in somehow. Hell yeah, yeah. No, I'm excited about the new content strategy. Um, basically, it comes down to I don't want to be YouTube's bitch, and I think that like we we talked a lot about the the niche versus variety thing, and I think the way that I think the way that like, my channel is heading, that it's allowed me to make YouTube my bitch instead, and so that's hot. That's that's, that's the plan. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm turned on. <laughs> oh boy. G Willigers, my guy. I'm excited. Yeah. Is that your week? That's my week. That's my week. Uh, I've thought about quitting YouTube like 20 times this week. Uh, but nice. Other than, that, <laughs> other than thinking about quitting YouTube or killing myself, it's been a great week. Well, that's how you know you're doing it right. Exactly. That's, <laughs> yeah. that, that's, that's how I'm seeing it. Yeah. If you, Adversity, if, man. If you're not wanting to kill wonders. yourself at least once every week, you're not doing it correctly. That's how I see it. I'm there glad we're on the same page. Yeah. 100%. So... <laughs> My week on YouTube trademark has nothing to do with YouTube at all, uh, yeah. but rather instead the not so fun uh, and somewhat a little bit uh, depressing, mm. how to live with yourself alone for multiple hours in the day. That's been my week, mm. honestly. Not, not, a, <laughs> not a fun topic, not one that really gets people going, not something you make a thumbnail about or 
really entice people with, but just a sad, sad reality that we all at some point have to deal with just ourselves alone Shit. in a room for multiple hours of the day. This and of course, <laughs> well, I think that's all I have to talk about. So I'm just going to speak my truth for a little bit because <laughs> that's all I have uh, pretty much. Zach has obviously been dealing with this now that he's not working anymore. And I've had to deal with it this entire week being that I have literally been in a college dorm living on campus for just a couple of days because I went back this weekend, this Labor Day weekend, and that was super fun. But man, Monday through Friday was a slog. It was a real, real slog. Um, Especially when you don't know anybody and you don't have any connections to people and you're in a new place for the first time and you can't run back mm-hmm. home immediately, uh, things get very scary very quickly. And you kind of have to, at least what's helped me a lot, is trying a lot of new things that seem scary and just pushing through it so I'm not stuck in my room all day watching YouTube videos, which is <laughs> the safe thing to do, and it's what I want to do. But I know if I just continue to do that all day and not go out and not see things and not walk around and not go to the cafeteria and not get my parking pass and all that sort of stuff. Man, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to get depressed real quick. And I've been trying to fight that for the past week. And that has been really, really tough, especially considering I've lived with my family like all my life. And they're all still living together because Ethan hasn't gone out to a main college yet. He's still at a community college and everything. And then moving back to their old house and all this sort of stuff. And it's just been like... Here I am, <laughs> alone, still. Uh, not entirely. I mean, there's people on Discord, and my roommate is sometimes nice to talk to when he doesn't have his friends over, and he's not doing things. But for the most part, it's just been like, how can I live with myself for five days and not go crazy? And uh, that, that's a challenge, to say the least. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand you. Um, I, I think that that's something important that people need to realize as creators um and as youtubers because uh this that's something i didn't mention in my my youtube week uh but this past week not going anywhere i think i went to the store once early this week um it's 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 crazy because a lot of this week i kind of just sat there depressed i'm not gonna lie (laughs) i just kind of sat there depressed and i had to actively uh force myself um like saturday it was around friday saturday i was like okay i've got to get up and start doing things or this is not gonna work right because this is this is sucking and i was like why is this sucking this is what this is exactly what i want i want to be able to like like i'm I'm literally doing exactly what i want to do now i just gotta like so, so like Sunday and Monday has been great because I've just been working, 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 working. And that's what, that's what I found does the best is I just got to fill the hours with exactly what I want to do. And if I'm tired, I can go to sleep, but I just got to actively be doing, which does, does wonders. Sure. And that, that's, what's been helping me, honestly, um, doing things like finding out where the bookstore is. Cause I need to get my books, finding out where to get my parking pass going out to eat to the cafeteria every day, even if I don't want to, because literally mm. that's another 30 minutes of time I can spend at least walking, at least keeping my mind occupied, getting some food, anything, but sitting in this room for another fucking hour 
you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I feel you in the same way, too. Like, I wanted this so bad. I really, really wanted to have an actual college experience and not to live at home and do this fake community college nonsense where I'm just pretty much doing high school work at a different building, driving back home like it's every other day, all this other stuff. I wanted to finally live out in a dorm and be by myself and be independent and do all these things that people like Gary Vee talk about of like going out there and, and really living for yourself. But man, that can be hard if you've never done it before. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you rely on other people as much as I do, uh, it is very tough. Uh, and I sympathize so much more with all those people who are, who are living through that and who are, who are struggling through that. And granted, some people have an easier time. Some people can't wait to move out because they're in an abusive scenario and they're finally free to do whatever they want. And that's cool. Um, I lived a good life, frankly, a very good life. Uh, my childhood was good. Middle school was good. High school was good. And now to like be by yourself can, can be almost scary. But like Zach said, getting out and doing things that seems scary and new has, has been my best sort of antidote to be like, okay, I can keep my mind occupied and try new things and, do the stuff that I never got to do before. That's that's what's keeping keeping me sane at the moment right now. So that's yeah, fun. that's good. Yeah, not not exactly that's... a YouTube related topic, but the only reason I bring that up is I haven't been doing a whole lot of YouTube anything, just because college mm. and hopefully doing more of that will help me as well. Uh, but that's that's essentially been my week. <laughs> not exactly a um, again an entertaining topic, but I figured I'd just go ahead and throw it out there because it's been on my mind. No, Every I, I'm glad you brought it up because, I mean, I didn't bring it up for my thing, but I, I've been going through the same thing. So I, I completely understand. <laughs> it's hard. It's it's really hard. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to focus on um, like trying to be happy, <laughs> mm-hmm. which sounds really dumb. But it's like the like main goal for every single human being on planet Earth. And uh, I, I think I posted this on Twitter and Instagram recently. Um, but it's something that I, I, I've been kind of obsessed with over the last couple of weeks of trying to figure out like, like what it means to be happy and what it, you know, like there, there was a lot of things that I grew up with that weren't the best. And I, I like grew up with a lot of tough situations that I've had to like work with. Um, but I thought that I was like a, you know, I never really thought that depression was something I dealt with. Um, but yet over the last few years, it's, it definitely has been something that that's impacted me in certain ways. Um, and so I'm trying to figure out kind of like in self-awareness mode, um, what are the things that make me happy? What are the things that don't make me happy and really figuring out how to, how to maximize that happiness and all that kind of stuff. Sure. I think we all, it's it's weird. I think we all struggle with some form of depression for others. I think so too. For others, I think it's more minor. Um, and others have a lot worse than we do. Um, Mm -hmm. but we all get lonely. We all, uh, are stuck in our heads sometimes we all feel like we're not happy or we're not going anywhere or we're not succeeding or reaching some goal that we set up for ourselves uh 
imagine a lot of people are feeling that now, especially with their New Year's resolutions. And it's like, it's almost the end of the year. And here we go. Uh, All those resolutions in January. <laughs> and here we are. Uh, yeah. But no, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep in mind. You gotta look, keep your head up and keep thinking about the next day ahead of you and keep trying new things and keep learning and uh, find what makes you happy and find what you enjoy and, you know, continue to live life. Right. Cause it's not going to stop for you. You got to keep <laughs> trudging along and you got to keep living each day to your fullest and, you know, improving essentially. It, it mm-hmm. was the same before and it's the same now pretty much. So I don't know. And then, and then I again, agree. like I, I, I have people to help people on discord my family, obviously, it was so good to finally see them this weekend. That felt such like a recharge, like a nice refresh of being like, oh, thank God, what I'm used to, <laughs> the normal, <laughs> right? Yeah. None of this weird that's waiting good. around. I can just watch TV with other people in the room, and, and that's and that's fun, and that's incredible. And that helped me a ton as well, knowing that I'm only two hours away, and I can go back whenever I need to. So it's cool. It's great. That's good. So. You know, it's weird. I didn't realize until over the last couple of months how much I rely on being around people. Yeah. Um, like, I've always been an introvert, um, but I, I realized a few years ago that I was also, I also had like traits of being an extrovert as well. Um, but I didn't realize until recently how much I do rely on being around people. Um, and it's been like, it sucks not being around people a lot. Um, it, it, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like I said, I, I found that, I found that the thing that makes me happy the most is creating and, and working on the things that I love doing, which is, which is making videos and editing and doing all the stuff that I'm doing for the, the YouTube and Twitch and all this kind of stuff. And so I'm just kind of doing as much of that as I can. And that's, that's working. So. Yeah, it's a good thing. That's what I want to do. Exactly, you figured that part out. <laughs> like you just got to do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's also a good thing that that's what I'm trying to get pay my bills. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. So that's, now working that's some a... office job and you're depressed. Like that's the yeah, one. Two. That would suck. That's the one-two punch right there. That would. Yeah. And then, then I would really think about killing myself. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Lol. Nah, anyways, anyways, let's let's get off depression talk. Um yeah. because then then I get really depressed. And let me tell you, depression is no funny topic. Except for when it is. <laughs> Except where it is. <laughs> exactly. But that's all I had anyway. So I um I, I talked to this girl on Snapchat occasionally and uh it was I, I was talking about her something randomly earlier and uh she sent me the message yeet yeet earlier and uh i i didn't know how to respond <laughs> so i just said a sket it and, and then you said like, it you said the word it's <laughs> I over did. i did it was in context though that's fair you made so, it you made it a good 30 minutes without uttering it i that, did that's a challenge to most people so i feel like it you worked. Pretty good. You in pretty good. uh in in 2018 Saying the word is is hard, but right. there you go. So let's move on. Let's go into the main topic. That was that was a pretty good. That was a pretty pretty esketit. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> you're weak on YouTube. I, if I do say so myself. 
let's go into that main topic. How to survive your first year on YouTube. You've gone through the month phase. You've done your first month. You've set up your channel. You've done all that sort of fun stuff. And here you are trying to figure out how to make it the rest of the year and the years beyond. Uh, but that first year is, is pretty important. It's pretty crucial. It's essentially where you uh, set up your identity, your name, your brand almost a little bit. And granted, a lot yeah. of those things can be changed, but that's sort of where it all starts out. There's a lot of things you can do, uh, both good and bad for your channel. You can mess up, <laughs> you can experiment, you can do a lot of fun stuff. But how would we recommend, I guess, people start their, their first year on YouTube? So I think year one, uh, I think you said it first, is that it's it's really about cementing like your brand, right? It's, it's about finding your brand and your identity. Um, you know, if your first month is figuring out what's your what you want your channel to be um what you want your niche to be what you want what you want to make your videos about your first year is really when you make those first 100 videos or your first 20 videos depending on how hard your videos are to make you know it's it's really when you dig in learn how to make the learn how to make the videos and and figure out your identity um you're not necessarily gonna figure out your style 100%. You're not necessarily gonna figure out your identity 100%. But this is kind of the uh, the foundation, rather, I think. Where you build everything on top of that, pretty much? I, I think so. Okay. That makes sense for the most part. Spend your first month sort of trying out a bunch of things and spending the next 11 executing on those things, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Trying out all this sort of stuff. This is also a good time, I think, too, to figure out your process, at least creatively. How you yeah, make videos, how you edit, how you film, all that sort of stuff. Hmm. Because when you learn that process, you're able to sort of shorten it down and minimize it, which can give you more time to either produce more of the same video or, alternatively, work toward those bigger projects and bigger milestones. Um, but you're never going to do that if you don't start making videos and you don't sort of find out what your process is and work toward it. And a lot of people um, spend that first year not doing much, either uh, mostly out of fear, I find. I agree. Mm -hmm. People are afraid yeah. to upload. Well, let me ask you, your first year of YouTube, and not necessarily of Blue Couch Productions... Mm -hmm. But your first year of YouTube in general, mm -hmm. um, of making videos on YouTube, what what did you do? Shoot. Do you remember? Uh, and maybe there's some things that you that you did that you think that the audience should learn, and maybe there's some things that you did that you don't think the audience should do. So I made Mr. Mario 952 as a way to comment before anything, right? Right. So I made that channel with the intention of commenting rather than making stuff at the time most people do it went until mm -hmm. like a year or so later when we got ourselves a capture card pretty much and like a dazzle essentially nothing incredible and started right. trying to make let's play videos that was sort of the first quote-unquote start of uh, the mr mario 952 channel was a lot of really bad poor quality dazzle let's plays with middle school me and ethan voicing over them essentially that was my first mm -hmm. quote-unquote start 
And even then, it didn't last long because we got fed up with the equipment. It wasn't fun to do. <laughs> Our voices weren't good at all. We never finished a series. I don't even know if we posted more than three videos. So as soon mm-hmm. as I began, I essentially crashed down. Um, but you got to keep in mind, too, YouTube was at a different time. I'm talking at least... 2009, 2010, 11, that period of time, yeah. that three-year period, where everybody was sort of getting into gaming, and it was before Vine Stars and all these really big vlogging channels and the like, so even if I had known what to do as a middle schooler and, like, daily uploads and all this sort of stuff and all these best practices, I don't know if I would have been able to commit to them at the time because of school and my own incompetence, <laughs> pretty much. Right. But that, that, was, that was me for a while. So, I mean, I think just right off the bat there, tip number one for your first year is to stick to it, right? Yep. You know, don't give up. That first year is going to be hard. Just like your first month is kind of hard, that first year is hard. It it takes a lot to to get through it. You're going to have a lot of technical difficulties, like you with the capture card. You're going to have a lot of difficulties with, you know, getting feedback from from different people and maybe you're not getting constructive criticism. Maybe you're getting the haters. Maybe you're (laughs) getting, maybe you are getting constructive criticism, but you don't really know, understand how to take that constructive criticism. It it just depends. Right. Um, But at the end of the day, the first, the first thing in my opinion is to take that, you know, keep going. Right. Don't give up. I think something that'll help ease a lot of people's minds who are, starting YouTube is a lot of people expect a lot out of that first year. And I'm not Mm -hmm. necessarily talking about like, Oh, I want 300 subscribers and I want a paycheck and I want merch and I want like all the shit in the first year. Granted, there are people like that and don't have those expectations. What I'm mainly referring to are people's expectations that your content has to be good (laughs) in the first year. And that you have to have a a brand down and an identity down. You have to have all this sort of stuff. I think what would really help a lot of people is to simply tell them, make videos for a year and don't quit. You can do whatever else you want. You can try random videos. You can try uh, webcam stuff, let's play stuff, music stuff. Make whatever you want, any kind of video. The only rule is you cannot quit and you have to continue posting them. I feel like if you tell people that, then they'll just continue to make and they won't have all these expectations of like, oh, I got to make sure people are commenting or, oh, I got to make sure people are seeing my videos or, oh, I got to, you know, we have all these little things that can get into people's heads and people think they have to do a lot more than they have to. Really, the only thing that matters in that first year is that you are creating videos more than anything else. No, one of the things that I think it's funny because when I started, I, I nobody ever told me not to give up, but... I kind of wished I did have a quality control, but I didn't. I just kind of put out videos like sometimes two to three to four times a day. Um, it's, it's ridiculous. I remember um, I'm looking at my old music videos right now and like I posted like two videos in one day just randomly. Um, I was very consistent for the very first year on this channel. And then I remember my subijan games let's play channel um i don't have those videos anymore but i literally remember coming home from school recording like four videos and then just uploading them all back to back crazy crazy like you you don't do that but i did that 
Um, so I, I agree. I, I don't think that you're going to get like, I mean, obviously those videos weren't good. And I think in your first year, that's fine. I think what that does is that gets you used to a work ethic and that gets you used to making videos. And it, and eventually somebody will tell you, you need to edit your videos. And eventually somebody told me I needed to edit my videos. And I had that person tell me, um, and give me a bunch of constructive, uh, criticism. And I remember the person that told me that I needed to start doing different things with my videos. And he actually gave me a ton of constructive criticism that helped me push my let's plays in the next direction. Um, and I wouldn't have had that feedback had I not been serious enough to just put out videos and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. It, it, it's just more important to get into the habit of making videos than it is worrying about the quality and all this other stuff. Because what you'll find is, if you don't like it, you'll stop, right? If you don't mm -hmm. like the act of making videos, you'll stop, you'll quit, and you'll move on to the next thing. So many people will get into YouTube to want to make it a career, they try it, and they don't know if they're going to like it or not. The best way you can figure out if you're going to like it or not is do it just for a couple of months. Just do it for that first year. And if you like it, continue. And if you don't, stop. But it's very important, I think, early on to get into the habit of just making videos, get into the habit of uploading at least once a week, if not more. You know, And it's okay to have breaks, obviously. It's okay if life stuff comes into it. But actually make an effort for that first year to get some, any, any content on that channel and don't sit there for a month and month and month and month on end waiting to get a perfect video or a perfect idea or this video that's going to catapult you to fame or all this other stuff, especially if you're new and you've never made a YouTube channel before in your life, right? Mm. Obviously, some professionals have made channels before and they start making a new one and they know exactly what they want to do and they execute on it immediately. And for them, that's perfect. You go do you. That's awesome. I'm just mainly talking to the new people out here who have never done YouTube before actually go ahead and make videos before you even consider any of the other crazy stuff out there uh, that we've covered before on a bunch of episodes of this podcast. I agree. So 100%. Yeah. I, I think that'll too help. Many, <laughs> yeah. Too many people try to be professional early on, which is admirable because I mean, it, it, it makes you, you know, it, it means that you're serious about this and that's really cool. But if you don't like this, then you're not going to be able to be serious about this. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't know they're not going to like this until they really start grinding. Yeah. Really start making a shit ton of videos. And that's, so that's, that's what happened with uh, Mr. Mario 952. After sort of the Let's Play stuff died off, the next direction that channel went was when I went on to uh, the Sploder forums that I mentioned before. And started making little game trailers for people. Like they would make a game. I would offer to make a trailer. They're like, sure, that'd be cool. I'd make a little trailer for them and then post it on the forums to get other people to see it and everything. And then I'd have more mm -hmm. people like request the same thing and yada, yada, yada. And that evolved. That continued to happen over and over and over again. Until eventually I got to the point where like, yo, let me just make a whole show about Sploder stuff. Where I could do game reviews. I could do... Uh, my thoughts on a particular topic. I could do news, all this sort of things, combining all my passions to splutter into one show. And then I just started doing that show daily, right? To the point where, mm -hmm. like, 
it could be a school day. I could get home at 3 p.m., record, edit, and upload that video of the Splutter Show before I went to bed that same day. I got so good at it that I could spend 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. at school and then uh, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. recording, <laughs> editing, and uploading and putting it on the forums that same damn day. Yeah. And I would do that for <laughs> weeks on end. Weeks on it because I knew that process so well. I made like 19 freaking episodes of the Splutter Show before it finally like stopped. <laughs> and on the side, you know, making trailers, making things like that. Um, that was when me doing YouTube stuff actually went in a direction rather than just like posting a couple of Let's Plays and then disappearing forever. <laughs> so, you know, I think it's funny. Um, you've mentioned the Splutter Show a lot, and that was something that you kind of figured out. Um, worked because you found an audience for it. Um, you know, I kind of did the exact same thing for another forum. Um, I found a Let's Play forum very early on, and I got into that community. And um, that was that's something that both of us did within the first year that I would recommend the audience to do is find a community, find a even if it's a small community. Both of the communities that that we're talking about here. Or small communities. Um, I found a, like a small Let's Play community. Um, got involved with it. Um, did a lot of work inside of it. Talked to a lot of people in it. Watched videos of other creators on there. Became friends with it. Did collabs. Did all these different things. Created a show for it. Um, and that helped. That helped get get me like the first 100 subscribers on the channel, or I think it was like the first 60 some subscribers on the channel, and it also got me a couple of friends that I still talk to to this day. Kyle, he was on that website. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Kyle, right? Um, Good friend. Yeah. Good bro. Uh, but yeah, finding community early on is just so helpful. Um, not only just to have people there who can watch your own videos. But to sort of gain advice and gain tips and learn how to do mm-hmm. the thing you're doing, but but better. Because chances are, if you're in a community, there are people who have been doing this for a very long time in that community who can offer some form of help, some form of encouragement, get you involved in other projects, help you network even, if you find the right people. And, and that experience, especially when starting out, is just super, super valuable. And it's the reason that like a lot of those early YouTubers who were part of communities early on, and that's how they sort of formed their identity and formed uh, their YouTube careers, if you will, would later go on to make their own communities to do the exact same thing because they mm-hmm. were so well-treated in those communities and felt the need to like, yo, I should get back and do this for other people and help other people along in their journey. And um, If anybody's listening to this, I- I'd recommend wholeheartedly either mine or Zach's Discord if you just want to like make videos and you need help. Because we are here. Agreed. Uh, all the time. <laughs> 100%. Absolutely. Uh, my Discord is in the links of... I think it's in... Maybe it's not in another YouTube podcast. But both of our channels are in the links of all the, the stuff. Sure. So you can get to Discord from all that stuff. But yeah, I agree. 100%. Um, let me ask you this. What is one thing within your first year of making YouTube videos and you can, you can answer this for blue couch productions as well. What is one thing you wish you'd done differently? Uh, that's a good question. Done differently. 
Hmm. Or done more of, or done less of, or whatever it may have been. That's that's interesting. I think the first year of Blue Catch Productions in particular might be one of my best years on the platform of YouTube as a whole. <laughs> I mm. look back on that first year <laughs> very fondly. Um, despite the fact that the quality wasn't all that good, I knew how to do like next to nothing. And through Blue Catch Productions sort of learned as I went along. Probably the right. one thing that I was super bad at that by the end of year one I'd gotten slightly better at is the art of making uh, thumbnails and art for videos. Um, before Blue Catch Productions was uh, a thing, I knew a little bit about GIMP. That's how I was able to get the banner and the icon. But the thumbnails weren't that good. A lot of the images I used in videos weren't that good. I didn't have very good layouts. Most of the time, they were very amateurish. Basic colors, cool text, all that sort of stuff. Um, if I had had that knowledge about like how to properly make thumbnails and properly make art for videos that early on as well, I probably could have mm. done a little bit better as far as that stuff is concerned. But I mean, at the same time, it was cool learning that as I went along. And that was just a right. great experience in general. But that's probably one of the things I look back on that first year and been like, eh, this is a bit rough, <laughs> to say the least. I could probably think of more, but that's the thing sticking out to me right now. Okay. What about you? So my first year of, of YouTube, I jumped into... Um, so I've said this before, but I started doing music stuff. Um, but then I had a, an idea for Nintendo The History, started the gaming channel, um, and then did an episode of Nintendo The History, did a bunch of other small series um, related to that Let's Play Forum website, um, and then did some other like small gaming-related series. And instead of keeping with all those series, I, I leaned heavily towards Let's Plays. And I, I wished I'd kept with all those series. Makes sense. I wished I had. Um, I was. I was so. Uh, I was so not confident with my editing, because I just didn't do it enough. That I waited on trying to get an editor for Nintendo the History, instead of learning it myself. And part of that was because you know I don't have a good computer and I don't know how to edit and. I don't have good editing software and excuse, 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 right? Um, but I also wanted to play video games and do Let's Plays. And I, I should have. Um, I should have just kept on going and learned how to edit and put out a lot of videos that weren't just Let's Plays. Sure. Uh, I definitely, for a while, at least with Mr. Mario 952 started to get a little bit burnt out of the Splinter mm -hmm. show. And my big problem with it was at the time I was using that show as leverage to sort of get higher up on that forum rather mm -hmm. than using it as leverage to get people to see my stuff. Right. Because at the time, like I wasn't a YouTuber, right. I was a member of this forum trying to get up and I knew how to make videos. Right. I wasn't, right. let me do YouTube to try to get an audience and then go somewhere else. That wasn't the, the plan or the intention. Um, but because of that, 
I sort of got to the point where like I was using Splutter Show to try to get results in other places at the forum and people saw through that and was like, no, right? You can do it for fun, but we're not going to, you know, give you things uh, just because you make videos on a website, right? Like, that's interesting. <laughs> a lot of people yeah. do that, right? What, what, what makes you so special? What makes you so important? And I think for a lot of hmm. people um, can also fall into that trap of not exactly having the best intentions when going into YouTube. For me, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to do YouTube and get a lot of money or oh, I'm going to do YouTube and get a lot of this. When Mr. Mario 952 finally got going, I was trying to get things like moderator on a forum. I was trying to get like a reviewer badge. I was trying uh, to get get more people to, you know, uh, recommend me to other things, right? I didn't want to be a low rank person on a forum anymore. So I'm like, let me make videos and let me stand out. But like looking back on it, it was just more fun to make the videos anyway. Like who gives a shit about yeah. the forum? And <laughs> who gives a shit if I have to... Uh, work more normally like this was fun for me and i took that fun thing and used it to try to gain something out of it and it made it less fun and i just ended up sort of getting burned out and stopped caring about it as a whole that makes sense which kind of ends the area of ends the era of mr mario 952 aside from a couple random gameplay videos and reviews a whole lot but that was sort of the end of that channel pretty much See, that's interesting to me for the forum that I was a part of. Um, it was called Four Forgotten Fangs. I became the uh, the U.S. recruitment officer. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. And so I recruited like 200 new members within like a span of a year on that channel or on that, that website. And so while I was recruiting people to this website, I like created the show um, on my channel. Um, but... So I was already like a moderator and like, like one of the higher ups on the website mm. while I was making the show. I just did the show because I wanted to. Sure. Fair enough. So that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think that just had to do with the fact that the what? forums I was on were already established and didn't like need that me makes sense. for anything. And so I was yeah. trying to put myself a little bit higher up and using videos as a leverage point rather than just like doing them for fun. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't, I don't know. And I don't think I ever thought that at the time, uh, consciously even, but I could tell looking back on it, like, oh, these were just there to sort of get me places and nothing more, nothing less. Right. Sure. The attention was right. nice and sure the views were nice, but it wasn't part of the goal at the time. So yeah, yeah I don't know. Sure. And that, that I, I feel bad about that a little bit looking back on it now, but like part of making those videos and, part of not getting up in that forum meant that later on when I wanted to do a solo channel and go a little bit deeper into YouTube that I already sort of had that background experience from making things like the Splutter Show. I already had that background experience of working with other people and I already had a bit of an audience too who would follow me from that forum to a new channel and like that's only because it worked out that way and so I'm grateful for it as a whole but you know looking back on yeah. it I kind of wish you handled it a little bit better. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, and I think, I think we all, you know, and I think that's an important lesson that we're trying to kind of put across in the podcast is that your first year on YouTube, it's not going to be perfect and it might be far from perfect. Um, you know, some people are going to find a lot of success from their first year. Most people are not going to find success from their first year. And that's important to realize, um, 
at the end of the day, hopefully you learn something from it, right? Hopefully you're you're able to reflect on it and say, hey, I I was able to get something out of it, and you know, that'll be cool. Yep, I, I think that's important. Um, just just don't have crazy expectations going into it, and just continue to work on videos and. If you can follow those main two things, you'll make it out of your first year alive and well. Maybe not where you mm-hmm. want it to be, and maybe not like at the quality standard you wish you were at, but like that's a great jumping off point for year two, right? And a lot of people at the exactly. end of year one don't know what the fuck they want to do, right? Um, because they didn't make videos, because they waited. And so at least you, by making videos and continuing to be consistent and not giving a damn what anyone thinks, even yourself, and just keep posting stuff, eventually you'll find out where you want to go from there by making videos, by learning, by doing. You'll figure out, oh, hey, this is sort of a direction I want to go, and you'll be able to take that leap um, without having to worry about it or anything like that. Exactly. Year one, like we said, it gives you the opportunity to kind of explore exactly what you want to do on YouTube. It gives you that freedom that, you know, once you start becoming more established, once you find that audience, you're almost not going to have that freedom anymore. And it's a little upsetting, you know, to kind of kind of realize that um, that once you become successful, you might not have that freedom uh, as as heavily. And of course, there are ways around that. You can can always create another channel once you're successful. Uh, but it's really at that beginning that you have a lot of freedom to just kind of do whatever you want. And that's pretty nice. Right. Uh, a lot of new people can view that first year of YouTube as something scary and new and foreign and weird. And like, I don't know if I want to do this or not. Uh, but for me, especially the first year of blue catch productions was some of the most fun I ever had. And I think part of that, was due to the fact that there's no expectations for somebody just starting out, right? You can do mm-hmm. literally anything you want and post it and see where it takes you. You're not hampered by rule sets and expectations and an audience who expects you to do these kind of videos and you know all this sort of stuff in a community to follow rules on and all this, everything. Like, year one, it's just you. And you start and you make videos and you're like, oh, this is fun, I want to do more. Or no, this is not fun. Let me stop doing that. You can literally like change up everything on a, on a dime, on the fly. Change your entire channel, change your entire motto, whatever the fuck you want to do, day in and day out. Year one is some of the, the most fun to have. And I think a lot of people are like, oh no, it's scary, it's weird. Eh, I, I, want, I want the normalcy, I want the complacency. Um, by the time you hit year two, you might not be wishing that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we'll probably do an entire episode on year two at some point. Right. Maybe uh maybe when year two of this podcast shows. But uh, you know, year year two, you're definitely especially once you find even a little bit of success, that's when you you kind of figure out exactly what you want your content to be. And that's when experimentation almost kinda of goes out the window a little bit. Um and that's when you kind of want to start buckling down a little bit more. Um, I know, at least for me, um, you know, we've talked a lot about in the last few episodes, 
um, my my current channel is going niche. Like I'm I'm about to like micro focus down on exactly what I'm doing. I went from anything goes to like I'm gonna have three series on the channel, and like that's it. That's pretty nuts, um, and I'm I'm working on making sure that it's something that I actually want to do, and not just something that I'm doing for the YouTube algorithm, of course. But you know, if I was starting a brand new channel tomorrow, um, and you know, if it was a year ago, you know, when 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 we started this podcast, it was it was me talking about how excited I was that I had the opportunity to do like literally anything. Yeah. Right. When Zack Snyder Productions was, was new, cool. we were all excited just in the Discord and even in the podcast itself. All this to say, if this is your first year of YouTube, take advantage of it and have a lot of fun because mm-hmm. it's it's a great time uh, to be a YouTuber and to start fresh and to go all these fun and interesting places, right? Take advantage of that time. Enjoy that time. Have fun with that time. Continue to grow. Continue to learn. Continue to improve and do whatever the hell you want and see where it takes you, right? Like <laughs> you're not, you're not beholden to anybody. You can do what literally whatever you want. Um, it's only in those later years where you want to try to buckle down and do all the quote unquote, uh, series stuff, but you're one man, have fun, have fun, take advantage. Just don't quit. Please, please, please do not quit. Agreed. Agreed. You can't, you can't grow a successful YouTube channel in a month. You can't grow a successful YouTube channel in three months. You can't, as much as you might want to believe what Logan Paul and Jake Paul lead you to believe, you can't grow a successful YouTube channel in six months. You might be able to make some kind of success happen in that amount of time, but if you're just starting out, if this is your first rodeo, if this is your first YouTube channel, you're going to need to learn how to make videos. You're going to need to learn what your style is, what your identity is. And that first year is where you figure it out. So mm-hmm. quitting is not the way to go. And that's that's really the main focus of this this topic. That's really the thing that we want you to focus on the most is is not not quitting. Just don't. <laughs> Just would, don't do it. I would rather you have one bad upload every day and have a total of 365 shitty videos for the whole year than you sitting there not making anything. Me too. Yep. 100%. Or making 20 videos one month and then quitting for three months and then coming back to fourth and making like three. Right? Like mm-hmm. something, anything, any, <laughs> you know, like you got to put something down on, on the test. You got to circle in something, even if you don't know it, even if you, you didn't study, even if, uh, you don't feel confident, even if you feel sick to your stomach, even if you feel like, oh, I don't know about this. Pick A, B, C, or D, circle and go. <laughs> Move on. Mm-hmm. Move on. Yeah. And even if you get it wrong, that's cool because then you can learn from that mistake and continue to go forward. If you did get it right, that's cool too. There's many more moments like that coming up ahead to where you can learn new stuff and continue to get better. Exactly. I've, I've made over 1500 videos and probably, probably closer to like 16 or 1700 videos now. And I, I can promise you that like probably half of those are bad, mm-hmm. like objectively awful. <laughs> like they're, they're terrible and I don't want you to watch them. Um, some of them are probably privated because of how bad they are. 
um, some of them were deleted like six years ago because of how bad they were. Like, just make videos, like fucking upload them, do them. Um, literally, it, it doesn't take a lot of work, um, especially depending on the niche that you're doing. Uh, I know that I, like I said, I started with music and and video games and music and let's plays back in high school as a uh, getting out of my sophomore year in high school and going into my junior year of, of high school. And I was extremely busy in high school, um, but just about every day coming home from school, I would like record myself playing something on trumpet or piano or guitar or whatever music thing I wanted to do. And then I would record myself playing like some video game and I would just like upload both of those that day on whichever, on like the two individual channels. And, uh, that would be my uploads for the day. Uh, and eventually I learned that I had to edit them and you know, that's important to realize. And there's a lot of, you know, and that's why we have the podcast. That's why you listen to all the episodes, you know, do that too. <laughs> mm-hmm. And obviously learn from, from mistakes and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, like the more that you do, the more you're going to learn, the more that you do and not give up, the, the more you're going to succeed. And keep in mind too, not every day has to be a breakthrough. Not every day has exactly. to be a, a major discovery. Not every day has to be a new milestone that you've reached or gone through. What matters is that you made something that day and you can call it your own and you can show it to other people and you can be like, hey, look what I did. And you can get feedback and you can get support and you can get encouragement to continue doing that. And you can do it the next day and be like, hey, look what I did and keep that process going, right? Continue to do that to the point where, oh, hey, maybe if I try messing with the audio levels, I wonder if I can get this to sound better, right? Like it all, it all starts on like a hunch basically. Hmm. Hmm, I wonder if I can add borders to this. Let me try something out. Or, oh, I wonder what would happen if I added a webcam to the mix. Or, oh, I wonder what would happen if I got a friend on a video. Or, oh, you know, like little, little aha moments, little questions in your head that pop up. See where they go. Not all of them are going to lead you to a better video. Some of them might be like, hmm, I wonder what would happen if I uploaded something in work. 4k and then you spend 10 hours rendering a video and you're like all right never again that's cool <laughs> i'm good <laughs> but follow those hunches yeah. follow follow those leads sometimes they'll end up uh going somewhere pretty cool actually and it's cool to know that like you didn't learn that in a class you weren't sat down you didn't have somebody directly tell it to you you weren't uh made to finish in a homework assignment that day like no you had the question you thought in your head hmm what would happen if I edited out the bad parts of this video and only kept the good parts in? You followed that notion, you rendered it, you uploaded it, said, hey, this is a lot better of a video. I figured it out by myself. How cool does that feel? Right? Like, those are the moments. Those are the moments in your one YouTube that are, like, so freaking amazing. Um, but they don't have to happen every day, right? Go along at your own pace, continue to make stuff, continue to learn, continue to improve. And when you do get those hunches, when you do get those ideas, follow them and see where they go. It's all about creating. It's all about trying new things, putting forth an effort, learning along the way. Um, it's really, no, really absolutely. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for like weird and, you know, quirky questions that I just kind of ask myself all the time, 
it it wouldn't have been four o'clock in the morning one night and I wouldn't have been in a call with Aiden and I wouldn't have asked the question, hmm, I wonder which Pokemon are thick. And uh, we wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't have a video coming out this week called Pokemon Waifus that's <laughs> literally going to get me a million views. I'm, pr- I'm telling you, it's happening. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. This could be the next top um, five Skyrims. I think so. I'm looking forward to I it. Think it's, I think it's going to be interesting. But uh, in, in actuality, like, I, I agree. The, it, it's, about, it's about the journey, right? Mm-hmm. Not the destination. And and that's what's been so exciting about YouTube. That's why, that's why I like doing this podcast. And I'll I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Um, it's why I like doing your week on YouTube because it separates this podcast from so many other podcasts that just kind of talk about. Well, this is what you're supposed to do, and and that's it, right? This is this is how you make. This is how you get YouTube views. Congratulations! All right, here you go. But what we do here at the beginning of every podcast is we kind of talk about our journeys as creators. And I think that that gives some kind of insight to to our lives and to the YouTube creator side that a lot of people don't talk about. And, you know, sure, we're not big creators by any means. Sure, we're not big YouTubers by any means. But because we've both been doing it for so long, because this journey has been so crazy for so many reasons i think that 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 warrants you know an interesting story that that we're able to tell Mm -hmm. um and that's that's why i like that segment on the podcast and that's why that's why i like um that that's why i think it's important to realize that you know it's it's about the journey man right um even with this podcast in particular almost all of them in the conception phase, like starts out with a question. What if this Mm -hmm. week we talk about how to survive when you're on YouTube, right? What if this week we talk about podcasting and how to do it? What if this, you know, like we start with an idea, we start with the basis, then we execute on that idea and post out a video every week (laughs) for this podcast. Right. Um, Videos that are some of my favorites, like top five Pokemon forests in the forest doing a school project. I'm like, hey, then I got my camera with me. Let's film a video. Cool. What's it going to be about? Mm, we're in the woods. Uh, Pokemon. Uh, top five Pokemon forests. Let's go. Right? Like really dumb <laughs> ideas on paper, like really weird hunches that you get on a day to day basis, especially if you're creatively minded and you have like 80 million of those thoughts hitting you like once every day. Uh, yeah but to take those thoughts and to actually do something with them and that that's what's going to separate you a lot from the pack and it's what's going to make you continue to do youtube when so many other people quit is that you have that idea and you're able to execute on it in some form or fashion and then can do it again and again and again and again essentially uh for years on end and if you can't do that like year one it's going to be a lot harder to do it in year three when you're burnt out and you ran out of steam and you have nowhere to go and you're just like chucking along with not much to say or, or even offer to people. Right. And, you know, I think you, you're almost kind of brought up a good point there when it comes to ideas, right? You, you mentioned that you, you're, you need to execute on them. 
a lot of people wait until they're at a certain level. They wait until, oh, I'll wait until I've got better equipment to do that idea. I'll wait until I'm better at editing to do that idea. I'll wait to do this thing. Here's the thing, right? You can always redo a video. Yep. You could wait till three or three to redo that idea that you think is so good um, that you can that you really want to do it. You can always do that, but why not go ahead and do it now because you have, that idea is so fresh in your head. Um, I think that like that's one of the things I wished I'd done more in year one. That's one of the things I wished I did more last year. Like that's one of the things I'm like trying to do more of now that when I have an idea, I want to execute on it immediately rather than waiting three years, two years, a couple months, you know, because so many people, they sit on ideas for way too long. Yep. And granted, it's important to let an idea bake for a while to write a script, to come up with bits or to do things like, I'm not saying get an idea and pull your phone out immediately and start talking, right? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Obviously, there's a bit of process going into it. Obviously, there's a bit of planning that goes into it. What we're talking about is waiting like two or three weeks and not getting anywhere from where you started, right? Like, hmm. at least be somewhere along in the process. At least be somewhere along with that idea. At least be ready to sort of have a baseline down so that when you do finally start recording it and get ready, like, you can just go. Right, you're not having to to, to waste waste time, and, and that's something that you're going to learn a lot. Year one is you're going to waste a lot of time in year one, um, and it's through no fault of your own, uh, either because of your equipment or you're new to it or you don't know how to open a video or you don't know how to talk <laughs> for more than ten minutes or you redo this, you redo that, you try all these different things. You're going to end up wasting a whole lot of time. Uh, year one and it can feel like sort of a slog to feel like hey I've worked for eight hours and I don't get nothing out of this get mm -hmm. used to that <laughs> yeah get used to that so there are some <laughs> days you're going to end up with absolutely nothing but the idea is hopefully that you have all these eight hour days with no progress you have all these moments where you have nothing to show for it but the next day you can be like alright now I know what to do let's fucking go you know, now I know what I got to get done. Let's do this now. Right. And, and don't feel bad that you're not getting everything that you want done in year one, because you don't know a lot, right? You, you don't know anything and you're going to have days where you just learn and trudge along. And that's perfectly fine. Again, not every day has to be a breakthrough. Not every day has to be a video, but you're making the mm -hmm. effort. You're going along in the process. You're having those breakthroughs. Eventually you're learning all that sort of stuff. That's important. See, year one of being a YouTuber is very much the same of as like year one of being like a musician or an athlete. You have to like learn those skills that it takes to like before you can produce music or before you can play the sport. And so like you can't just go out there and play football really well without practicing every day and without you know, learning the proper techniques to play the football game. Or you can't play a piano sonata without playing your scales properly every day and practicing every day. It's it's the same thing. It's literally the exact same thing. And I think a lot of people uh, don't think of it this way. But if you look at making videos and you look at YouTube as being an athlete or being a musician, 
I think your year one is going to be a lot, a lot easier because you're going to make a lot more progress that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, just seeing it as practice rather than, rather than I have to have more progress than this. Right. Or that you have to have your best work done by year one. Or Exactly. You have to have this yeah. amazing video to show. You have to have something on the level of Shane Dawson in your first week. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. The only person putting limits on yourself like that is yourself. Right? Mm-hmm. No one's forcing you to. Yeah. No one's telling you you have to have videos this way. No one's telling you you have to do anything. Right? You want to do YouTube. You want to have fun with it. Don't put limits on yourself. Right? Learn it. Learn it as you go along and get to that point where you can finally make that video like Shane Dawson, right? Where you can finally get that mm-hmm. level of quality. It takes time and it takes a bit of effort, but you don't have to like hurt yourself throughout it because you're not there in two weeks, right? You'll make it eventually, exactly. but you just got to keep trying. You got to keep putting that effort. You got to be excited about it. You got to be excited about it all year long, <laughs> right? Yeah. You got to be excited and- about where you're going and where you've been. I think that's the next thing that this is this is probably a little bit taboo. We've we've talked a lot about not giving up and how, you know, we don't want people to give up. And we don't want people to give up because a lot of people give up because they're not getting results, right? But I think that there is one there's basically one way, there's one like possible area that you might want to give up. And that's if you're not having fun doing this, mm-hmm. not because of the results, not because you're not getting good comments from people, not because people are hating on you or anything like that, but because you're making videos every day or you're making videos once a week or you're making videos and you hate it. You hate making videos, right? If you hate making videos and you're one, then this isn't for you. Mm hmm. And I think there there definitely is a difference of people who say, oh, I hate making videos because I'm nervous, or oh, I hate making videos because I'm, I'm scared of what people are going to think, rather mm-hmm. than the very real, very actual, oh, I hate the process of making videos, I hate uploading them, I hate everything about it, right? There are very two mm-hmm. different camps there. Um, it's a very natural reaction to not feel good <laughs> about what you're posting, um, especially right. early on. It's a very mm-hmm. natural reaction to feel scared when you see that timeline. It's a very natural reaction to feel a bit sad when you inevitably get that one comment that says this video sucks because it probably does. Um, but that reaction is a lot different than I literally hate what I'm doing every waking day. <laughs> exactly. Right. So don't get those two con- confused, right? They're very different. If you literally hate what you're doing, please stop. <laughs> Do not continue making videos just because someone told you it'd be fun and you're not having fun and you want to try something else. Do something else. You are free to. If your friends won't tell you that, mm-hmm. we're telling you that. Stop now. Go do something fun. Go do something you actually enjoy. Um, that'll help us Agreed. out and that'll help you out as a whole. And you do want to be as, as self-aware as possible. You know, do ask yourself questions because this is something that you want to be fun, but you're not having fun. Ask yourself, is this when you're editing, are you not having fun? Is, are you not having fun because the software is too, uh, too slow? Are you not having fun because you have a slow computer? Well, maybe, maybe if you had an upgrade on your computer, maybe it would be more fun. Okay. 
maybe you do like having maybe you do like making videos more than you think you do or how do you feel after a video is made because some people hate editing but when that video gets done and they watch it back they're proud of what they made mm-hmm. well that means you still like making videos it means you still like creating right that's the way i would interpret that right. so really Really ask yourself, sit down with yourself. It's really a self-awareness question and figure out, you know, how much of this is you hating making videos because some people just hate it. Straight up. Some people are like, I would literally do anything else but make a video right now. Right. If that's you, then yeah, please don't force yourself to do this. You do not have to. (laughs) No, I mean, you can listen, still listen to the podcast, though, if that's your thing. If you like listening to us talk, feel free to. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'll take the watch. <laughs> uh, Hell yeah. But definitely, definitely, no. If you, if you really don't like doing it and you're forced into it because you think it'll lead you somewhere better, like, just, you know, do something else. Have fun. Right? Mm-hmm. Everybody has their passion. Everybody has their drive. For some people, it's videos. For others, it's something else. And there are also those group of people who want to do YouTube as a hobby and don't think too much about it. And that's totally fine too, right? But you got, you got to know who you are. You got to ask that question. What do I want to do? Where do I want to go? And all that sort of stuff. And a lot of times you won't have answers in that first year. But as you continue to do it, it'll become more and more clear. That's why we just recommend in general for people to try even if you think that you might hate it. exactly. Because at least when you try, you'll have some evidence, you'll have some example to look back on to be like, oh, okay, now that I know how it's done, would I still continue to do this? You know, stuff like that. But most people just don't know, don't try, don't care, and then get into it and and realize, ugh, okay. (laughs) Or don't. Not for me. So. Yeah. It's different. Exactly. Uh, because you know there's certain days where i hate making videos mm-hmm. all right <laughs> you know like there's there's those days but you know for the most part like i love making videos i wouldn't be doing it if i didn't love it i wanted to go ahead and address some of the other common first year issues and stuff um things that you're gonna probably come across in one form or fashion Mm-hmm. So I'll just go ahead and mention one of them here. Chances are, if you're continuing to make videos, and you're not quitting, obviously, the, that's the first thing, you may end up sort of uh, experiencing a little bit of burnout. And of course, some people have this a little bit later in like year two or year three. Others might experience it like in that first month if they're really, really active <laughs> and they keep doing it a mm-hmm. lot. But burnout is, again, something very natural that happens to all of us. The important thing is, is, how, you, is how you deal with it, right? It, it's not necessarily Definitely. like, oh, I'm having burnout. Oh, no, I, I, I shouldn't be a YouTuber, yada, yada. That's not necessarily the answer. The answer could just be like, take a break, <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. That sort of stuff. Breaks are important. Um, even if it's like a couple of weeks, like breaks are important. And because of the state of YouTube and maybe you've, maybe even you've been successful after your first year and you're even making a little bit of ad revenue or something like that, you know, it it can be, it can be hard to justify taking a break, but so many people have, have so many big YouTubers even have talked about how much, you know, they've, they've been burned out from YouTube 
and it's so it's it's definitely important to take a break yep you're you're gonna experience at some point either in that first year or later on and if that does happen just know it's natural we all experience it talk to people take a break take a little bit of time off and then get back on the horse and get into it right um don't let it take over don't let it ruin every aspect of what you make all that sort of stuff uh yeah but that's one thing first year people are probably going to experience in some form or another yeah i think so that happens um i guess another thing that that uh first year people can can often find that they'll have that they'll have issues with is you know we've kind of talked about it is they don't think they're they're growing enough right they'll they'll do some self-reflections and they'll be like i'm not where i'd like to be um i i think that i've you know done a lot of work and i kind of wanted to be at you know a thousand subscribers and i'm only at 200 or whatever you know whatever it may be and i think that's natural uh but like we said earlier you know don't try to have any kind of expectations for year one. I think that's important, um, especially when it comes to numbers. Yeah, I think I, I think your expectations for YouTube um, should rely solely on the the content that you produce. What you can control, and how exactly? What you can control exactly. and, and make, and what you can actually handle and. I guess another thing to keep in mind too, if you do have those expectations, be sure to at least measure it with the reality that you're currently living in, right? Like, oh, I expected to have uh, really good videos by now. Well, you've only been doing them for three weeks, right? Or, oh, I expected to have 100 subs by now, and well, you've only been doing it for a month and you haven't marketed anything yet. Or, you know, like, oh, I expected to have this many videos. Well, you had finals this week. Like, you know, expectations yeah. versus reality is a very real thing and a lot of people will have the crazy expectations but not um measure that with the life that they're currently living and what they have been living right um mm -hmm. you got to take reality into account and what you're living through every day and realize that oh some of these expectations are really crazy to reach and sometimes you'll be like oh i can reach these expectations no problem and you know you gotta you gotta keep that in mind yeah, I think it's also important to kind of, you know, figure out why you have these expectations, you know, kind of reflect on on why you want that thousand subscribers. I mean, obviously, we all want to be successful on the platform, but why is it so important to you and and how can you reach that thousand subscribers, you know? And usually that answer is, okay, I've got to get better at making content. I got to make more content, you know, and We've, we've talked about that number numerous times on the podcast, um, but 100%. Balance your expectations with reality and don't have too high expectations for things you can't control. Sure. Um, another thing that's going to kind of maybe hit you, depends on who you are, I guess, where you've been making a lot of videos, you've been trying a little bit of everything and realizing like, Oh, I do a lot of stuff, right? What if I just do, like, one thing? Or what if I scale back a little bit? And that and that's sort of a growing moment that I think a lot of people go through, especially if you're an early channel and you just try a little bit of everything. 
if you try like mm-hmm. this series one day and this series another day and do movie reviews here and this there, all that sort of stuff, and you realize, oh, I'm doing a little bit too much <laughs> at that certain point. Yeah. Um, again, number one, it's year one. Don't really force that on yourself if you don't want to. Number two, though, if you do want to, and if you do want to sort of try one thing out for a while, that's totally cool. Those other series will still be waiting for you if it doesn't work out, right? If you want to experiment with going and doing one thing only and having one specific niche, that's cool. And if you want to experiment by doing like 30 different things and seeing where it leads to you, that's cool too. Don't get caught up in the whole variety, like niche debate, at least when you're starting out, because it's more important to us that you learn than than it is to be a variety or a niche channel, at least in, in 2018. I agree, especially when you're starting out. Too many people get caught up on the specifics and, you know, when you're still early, when you're still young and you're, you're not really kind of being successful at anything yet, you're still learning how to make videos, the rules don't really apply to you yet. Mm-hmm. So let that freedom, let that anarchy happen. It's okay. You know, figure out your things, figure out what you want to do. That's Okay. And if you want to experiment and add some more order to it, that's cool as well, right? Like, again, sort of do whatever you want here. Take those impulses, take those urges, and see where they they lead you as far as that stuff's concerned. Mm-hmm. But I want to mention the uh, kind of the opposite of that, which is your first year was kind of successful, but you uh you kind of accidentally happen across a niche through one of your particular types of videos and that's gotten you a lot of subscribers it's gotten you a lot of viewers and now like those viewers expect a certain type of video from you so after year one now you're kind of expected to do that kind of video right and there's a group of people that end up with this issue or maybe it's not an issue right Sure, sure. Other people would kill for that. It depends on where you're at, really, a lot of the Mm -hmm. time. So I would say when it comes to this, you have to kind of figure out what do you want to do? Do you want to, is this the type of content that you're willing to make in the long run? Is this something that you don't think you'll ever get burned out on? Um, Do you think you'll be able to pivot from this content to something else? Or are you able to do this content alongside the other type of content that you do and still be successful? There's a lot of different variables here. Some people, um, like the Minecraft YouTubers of the world, have uh, you know they started with you. They started with Minecraft and other types of content. Their Minecraft videos did really well, so they just did Minecraft, and then they tried to switch to other types of content, and now their channels are dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so you really have to be self-aware about this and figure out how much of this stuff am I doing for fun and how much of this stuff can I continue doing for potentially years on end. Um, you got to you gotta keep that in mind. You got to figure out what's going to be best for you because that's something that we can't particularly answer. Sure. Um, it is safe to say, though, if you do have that opportunity and it comes to you very early on, take advantage of it right Mm -hmm. that's a safe bet to say like if you come across something 
early on and have that early bit of success and there's an opportunity placed before you and you do want to take that route, like go all in on it if you want. Go all in on the niche. Right. I think so. If it's something that you think that you can continue going and doing without being burnt out and it's something that you enjoy doing, then I agree. I think you should go all in. However, I also think that you should allow yourself to have the creative freedom to do other types of content as long as your audience doesn't freak out by doing that, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, I was just saying there, if like you want to take that opportunity and you really want to do it, go all in on it, right? Um, yeah. A lot of people don't get that opportunity or it passes them by. And they didn't even get a chance to think about it. And it's already like too late, right? Mm-hmm. So it's important to like talk and make that decision, right? But once you do make it and you do want to do it, go all in. And if not, you know, continue trying some other stuff out. Right. Especially with YouTube's current climate. And again, we've talked about the niche versus variety thing a lot recently. Um, niche is kind of the way to go. Uh, we've, we've really been been harping on that a little bit lately because that's what we're doing with our own stuff um and as you know as much as we either like that or dislike that however we feel about it it's just kind of the current youtube client climate so if you find yourself in that position and you can creatively sustain that then go for it mm-hmm. um another thing for first year people that i want to point out here is that it's kind of crucial that you sort of um Find your own personality and your own take on videos. And Hmm. that'll be hard to do early on, especially if you've never made videos before and you might occasionally get into little habits of like copying other people's mannerisms and stuff like that. And that's fine. And we all go through that essentially, but it's kind of important that at least by the year of end one at the, the end of year one, rather, you sort of have at least gotten a little bit closer to finding out your own voice. And the only reason I say that too is because a lot of people will try and do a lot of collab work, will try and get a lot of people in their videos only to find that they're the least interesting part of it, right? Um, Figure out your own personality, figure out who you are on camera uh, for different shows, um, how your brand comes across to people. And you know, it'll happen over time, obviously. But it's important that you take a bit of a step closer to that in year one so that when you have other people on your channel and when you start involving other people in other projects, you got yourself figured out first before you go around trying to get a bunch of people. That's basically what I'm saying here. Figure out yourself first before you bring in a bunch of channels and a bunch of people to your channel. Yeah, 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 for sure. I know early on my personality um, was... Like, like I couldn't even describe what my personality was on YouTube. Um, I don't know. Sure. I don't even remember making jokes. I think I just talked about shit. Uh, my, my, my highlights of my earlier videos were other people. Like, that was where the funny shit came from. Um, so I, I agree completely. Um, now... I think I have a solid, you know, grasp on what what I find funny in my own stuff and what I can, you know, do to to, you know, make make my personality stand out in my videos. And that it it takes a while. 
sometimes it takes more than a year. Understand that, right? Um, but don't try to copy other, don't try to copy other YouTubers, you know, personalities. And I think a lot of people, I've said before on the podcast to when you're first making videos, feel free to take ideas from other people's videos to uh, to learn how to make videos, right? But personality is never one of them, right? Feel free to take editing styles or, um, you know, shot compositions and Commentary. different things like that, right? Ideas from different people, but never take personalities because then you're just copying somebody and that's just weird. And they'll do and it. It never better. feels original. Yeah. Exactly. Like if you start saying top of the morning to you laddies, then <laughs> like obviously you're ripping off PewDiePie and that doesn't make any sense. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. This guy gets it. <laughs> <laughs> you really do. It's so weird. Yeah. But don't flood your channel yeah. with a bunch of collab stuff just to try to get people invested. Like you have to make you interesting first, right? And that can be a lot mm-hmm. of work to do and that can be hard and a lot of people aren't comfortable. Um with that right away but trust me it's a lot better of a route than getting a bunch of people on your channel who are more interesting than you only to have like those collabs end up with subs for the other channel <laughs> pretty much so, yeah I, 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 don't, I don't know a lot of people can fall into that trap of like oh I'm not interesting I'll just add a bunch of other people who are and that didn't really go anywhere yep. half the time so gotta keep it in mind yeah um, I've I've kind of like made it one of my unspoken rules um, recently to when I when I find new new YouTube friends and such or um, even some of my older YouTube friends that I haven't collabed in a while with that I, I just don't collab as much as I used to basically is the point that I'm making because so many people um, the content that they make like I'm I, I think that they they still have room for improvement. And until they, you know, like make more videos and really make that improvement that I think that they need to be able to make. And really what that comes down to is they just need to make more videos, right? Mm-hmm. They just need to get a little more serious about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll collab with them like ha- happily. Um, and that doesn't say anything about how like how, how I feel about my myself or my personality or anything like that. I just think that work ethic goes a long way. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, Work ethic goes a long way. Another thing too, and this is a big, big thing. Um, if you are new to YouTube and you are unexperienced and you don't know a whole lot about things like editing or shooting videos or how to come up with the personality and all that sort of stuff, you know, that's fine, but you're inexperienced, right? There will mm. be a lot of people, especially in this day and age, who try and take advantage of that inexperience and will use you for other things. I guess one of the most popular examples are people who try to get you into a YouTube network early on, despite the fact that like you don't even know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> really what they're trying to do is get money out of you and to make their network look better, right? Like, Well... In most cases, you know, if you're early on. Well, here's the question. Is this even really a thing anymore? Because you have to have a thousand subscribers for that now. 
I think it is only because there are a lot of shady people out there who will prey on under 100 sub-channels just to get them to sign a contract and then really fuck them over early on. Um, well, what I'm saying is, is you can't make money on YouTube until you have a thousand subscribers. That's so true. even if you sign, even if you sign up with a network, like they're not going to make money from you. Sure. Sure. But they'll get you to sign something or, uh, yeah. make a certain type of video or work on other network projects and shit. Like yeah, tying up so. your interests basically is what I'm getting down to. But yeah, money, yeah. Money wise, I guess they really can't offer you anything anymore, which is why it's important to, for this next tip is to realize that there are going to be people out there who try to take advantage of you. There's going to be channels out there that try to take advantage of you. Uh, things like sub for sub things like, Oh, Hey, once you collab with me, cause you have big numbers or Hey, once you join <laughs> my network or Hey, make me free shit or like, like, Thousands yeah. upon thousands upon thousands of examples of people preying on young YouTubers who want to make it big and don't realize what that actually takes. And then they end up getting screwed and not having a fun time and quit YouTube as a whole because of that. Right. Mm-hmm. You can have a lot of bad experiences because of that. And it's important to realize that like, you don't need any of that right away. You don't need anything anyone else can offer you essentially when you're starting out. It, again, it's more important to, work on yourself to make your own videos, to learn the process, to do all this stuff rather than like getting involved with a bunch of shady people just so you can potentially grow 10 subs, right? Like short-term versus long-term gains. You can take this short-term opportunity and hope that it leads you somewhere or you'll end up getting screwed and have to start over like three months from now. Work toward that long-term goals, long-term hard work, figuring out where you want to go that sort of stuff rather than getting caught up in short term gains and things like that. So. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I don't have anything else to add to that except for, you know, watch your back. Um, and obviously this doesn't mean don't trust anybody, you know, like you're like your parents used to tell you, don't trust anybody kid. <laughs> um, you know what you mean? There's, there's a little bit of truth in that, but sure. all in all, just, just be careful. All right. People who will get out there to try to make you sign up for some class or yada yada, try to bait you into thinking that you're not good enough yet and you got to do all this extra you shit. Know, <laughs> you know what class I want to sign up for? What? The Fortnite dances class. Heck yeah. That's what class I want to sign up for. Now that's not a scam. That's a real life benefit that's right That's a there. real life thing. <laughs> um, the, the next thing I can think of, and probably the last one I can think of, is that in year one... Um, while you're working on YouTube stuff, it's also important to start building your like social media presences and stuff everywhere else too. Mm-hmm. And we, we've kind of talked about this on other episodes, but I'll, I'll mention the ones that I think are personally important. Um, and Aiden, you can, you can back me up on the ones that you think is, are also important. Okay. Go ahead. Um, Discord. Yep. I think is extremely important. Mandatory. Um, even if you only have two subs, I think you should have a Discord from day one because it, it's fucking important at this point. All right. It's where you're going to foster a community. It's where you're going to grow. Uh, it's where you're going to get people attached. It's where you can hang out and do all sorts of fun stuff, where you can meet other communities. Get yourself a Discord day one. Mm-hmm. The next one, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Twitter, I, I'd also say, is the day one. Uh, 
you, you might already have a Twitter. I, Twitter is the water cooler of the internet. Like, you can literally talk about anything and everything on Twitter. It doesn't even have to be just about YouTube-related stuff. I, what what I, what I say on Twitter today? I've said some dumb shit on Twitter today, probably. As you Let's see here. As usual, yes. Um, I put a little, a little clip of my new video up on Twitter. I talked about my Twitch stream. I said, uh, thinking about legally changing my name to Esketit. What do you think? <laughs> and uh, I put my uh, my update video on there. So you know, Twitter's Twitter's great. Twitter's the best. Um, you can automatically. What's so great about Twitter and YouTube is that. So many tweets happen per day. Anybody that uses Twitter is pretty much on it all day long, and they're constantly like refreshing the page because things happen so quickly. So since things happen so quickly, you can tweet like all day long, which means you can post things about your videos almost all day long. You don't want to spam, but like, you know, you can get you can get views from Twitter. It works. Right. You can network, you can DM, you can learn freelancing, yes. you can communicate with followers, you yes. can communicate with other YouTubers, get opportunities, and more importantly uh, than all of that, it's a lot easier to build a personality on Twitter than YouTube. And I think if you can find one on Twitter, transferring that to YouTube isn't a hard thing to do if, if you want to go that route, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's an easy place to establish sort of a personal brand because literally it's just text. Occasionally a couple of photos and audio bits here and there, but mostly just text. And uh, yeah. for many people, it's easier to sort of learn how to build a personality there before YouTube. And if that's what you want to do, that's fine. Um, but they benefit each other a lot. Twitter is probably my second most recommended thing to get day one or if not month one. <laughs> I agree. So Absolutely. Month one is important. Uh, the next one I would I would say is Instagram, um, and Instagram I wouldn't say is necessarily a month one thing, but definitely a year one. And the reason I say this is because more and more people, especially creators, are using Instagram. It's got video, it's got pictures. Um, people write blog like posts within their picture and video messages on there. It. It's got so much more than a lot of these other social media. It's almost like the ultimate social media platform these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I mean, they're trying to compete with YouTube. Um, I don't know how that's going to work out in the next couple of years, but I, I personally like Instagram and I want to do more with it. But because I like longer form content, because I like YouTube so much um, – it kind of stops me from doing as much with Instagram as I, I, the platform does have its limits, but I think that Instagram is important to have. I wouldn't have recommended Instagram when we started this podcast in 2017. Um, however, what has happened in this year, we have seen Instagram add new features and grow and become sort of an actual competitor and I think aside from Twitter is probably the next most important social media to have. Um, I wouldn't go as far to say to get it day one or even month one. And there are going to be some people who are going to hate it and stop. But there also are going to be a lot of people out there who are really good with pictures, who are really good with shorter form content, 
who are really good with spreading their message on Instagram, who would have never known about it if they didn't try. Um, so I think at the very least, try Instagram and continue to have it if it's something that you enjoy doing and go from there, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely after Twitter is probably the next most important one is Instagram. I'd agree with that. Mm. And then last but not least, I would argue Twitch. Uh, Twitch is the probably the ultimate live streaming platform. You can live stream on YouTube, but if you, if you want to get into live streaming at all, I would say do it on Twitch. And that, that was, that's, that's all I have to say about Twitch. Yeah. Uh, if you don't want to do Twitch, that's fine. I think it's important to do at least some form of live stream. And I'm not as picky on the platform in this case. I think if you want to do YouTube live streaming, that's fine. Um, or Instagram or... We're not going to talk about Facebook here, but... Yeah, eh. I wasn't going to mention Facebook. Literally honestly. better than nothing, I guess. Uh, <laughs> or So... But some form of live streaming, right? That's the important thing that mm-hmm. we want to get across. Is No matter what you're doing, you're finding some way to incorporate live content. Twitch is obviously the best. But you can get away with doing YouTube live streaming if that's what you want to do. Yeah, and a lot of people will argue to have a Facebook within the first year. And I, I think that a lot of people are probably right. Um, and you can make that Facebook within the first year. The problem is, I don't know. There, there's so many ways to use Facebook. There's so many things to do on Facebook that I don't know what's the, the optimal way to use it. In year I, one, especially? I would say, <laughs> especially in year one, I would say get a Facebook or have Facebook. Actually, I would say have Facebook to use for the groups. Have Facebook to use for groups so you can find other groups of YouTube content creators to talk to about creating Try to avoid as best as you can the groups that are like sub for subgroups because there's a lot of them out there. Yeah. Um, they are thriving. <laughs> they, yeah, they are. Um, try your best to avoid those. But I would say the groups on Facebook are probably the best place for creators. Um, if you want to, make a page. Make a Facebook fan page on there. Upload your videos to Facebook. Uh, put posts on there, like Instagram. You can you can just put your Instagram posts on Facebook if you want to. You can put your Twitter posts on there. You can you can do original content on Facebook if that's your thing. Um, the problem with the Facebook algorithm is it's so confusing that I I don't know where to start with it. And until somebody smarter than me tells me exactly what to do with it, uh, I, I just don't have anything intelligent to say about it. I wouldn't. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it for year one at all really um if you have a facebook that's cool and you know how to use it build off on that that's cool if you've like Mm -hmm. started facebook and like you want to incorporate youtube in that to get like a starting audience totally fine with that if that's your thing if you have never made a youtube channel before and you've never made a facebook before i think it'd be more important to learn the other social medias that we mentioned than to try to go down the rabbit hole of facebook and end up nowhere that's my argument to it and even still, with the group's advantage, you can get that from Discord if you play your cards right. You can get that from Twitter. Uh, you can get a community on Twitch, all that sort of stuff. Um, if you play your cards right, obviously. I think there are better places to go than Facebook. That being said, 
if you do want to go that route and if you are interested, feel free to experiment. Just not necessarily something that you gotta have uh, year one, in my opinion. That's fair. That's fair. So. All right. But for sure, YouTube, obviously, because you're a YouTuber, right? (laughs) Discord to sort of foster a community. Twitter for your personality and online brand. Some sort of live streaming platform. I'd recommend Twitch. Zach recommends Twitch. Just do Twitch. If not, YouTube. Um, And if not, YouTube, Instagram. One of those three. Um, Instagram itself is number five. And it's kind of the roundabout, like, you can do a little bit of everything on Instagram. So if you kind of know the other four, you can kind of incorporate that into Instagram. And then maybe if you want, Facebook at, at six, but those five mainly. YouTube, Discord, Twitter, some sort of live streaming platform, and Instagram are your five to go in year one to least learn. And chances are, if you're like most people, you have all these accounts and you already know it. I'm just mainly concerned for the people who like were like me and didn't have any of it to start. <laughs> start learning them, basically, like you would learn YouTube. And if you already have those platforms associated, try and figure out ways to incorporate your YouTube into that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I think that social media can be very daunting, especially when you're just starting out with YouTube and then you're trying to like learn all these other social media platforms. Trust me, I know. <laughs> I remember uh, I remember trying to figure out all this kind of stuff. I made a Facebook uh, for the sole purpose of trying to like market myself for YouTube. I did the same thing for Twitter. Um, I did both of it behind my parents' back. Um, my parents didn't want me to have Facebook and they didn't know I had one. Um, but I, I made one for like YouTube stuff. And then three years later or two years later, they like, uh, let me have a Facebook. So that was interesting. But yeah, um, that's a big, all, all this. Yeah. All the, all the social media accounts I've ever had were like for YouTube. Mm-hmm. Which is funny, and I think Twitter is the only one that I've actually kept up with. Really enjoyed keeping up with. Um, the rest of them have been, you know, off and on. And chances are you'll find one that you really like and play your strengths and go toward that. Obviously, um, yeah. musically, you know, yeah. just uh, <laughs> I'll throw stop. I'll throw Anchor out there if you want to start doing podcasts early. Not necessarily something you have mm-hmm. to do in year one. Um, but it would be cool if you did. Uh, yeah, it's out there. I agree with that actually. So, but not a necessary, we were just mentioning necessary stuff. Yeah. And then, um, I think the last thing I have, the very last thing I have for year one is, uh, watch all our, watch and listen to all of our podcast episodes. Give us the watch time, baby. Because we have like 50 hours of, of YouTube podcasts for you to listen to, mm-hmm. which is the perfect uh, perfect amount of time for you to learn everything you need to know. <laughs> the one-stop shop for anything and everything related to YouTube, guys. Yeah, boy. So, uh, so, you know. As far as that's concerned, what I'd recommend to a lot of newcomers if this is your first episode and this is your jumping off point, find an episode that interests you and watch that. Whatever you want to yeah. learn, whatever you're interested in. I'm not saying go to the playlist and start from episode zero and work your way up. Um, watch the ones you want to watch, right? Watch what you want to learn. Pick up the skills you need and uh, 
chances are we'll tell you a little bit more too, because a lot of those podcasts go on for way too long. <laughs> so you'll get a lot of bonus value as well <laughs> for many of those episodes. Hell yeah. 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 Pick out what you want, my agree. Yeah, but that's all I have. I mean, we could talk about year one for a while. Year one has a lot of beneficial value to, to YouTube. You you really do learn the most, I think. Um, and and that, whether, whether it's your first YouTube channel, your first time getting into videos, or whether you're starting fresh and making a brand new YouTube channel, that's a brand new year one that you can also learn a lot from. Um, we've both been through both of those things. Yeah. Um, and they are very different. Yeah, they are. So I, I, uh, I think I'm good. What about you? Uh, I guess to just sort of go off of what you said, if you are a channel starting off, uh, with a brand new one, um, first off, wow. Like a lot of people don't make that jump ever. So Shout out for being brave enough to actually do that. Um, a lot of yeah. people would rather stick on their dead channel and not do anything new. Uh, so kudos Yo. to you. Um, secondly, it's a whole new ball game once you make a new channel. You gotta start from square one. Um, so keep that in mind. Like You can't just be doing all your advanced year three shit because you have no audience yet. Because you're literally starting from the beginning. Um, granted, you could probably get a couple of your old audience to watch you there and all that sort of stuff. But just enjoy the process again. Enjoy starting from square one and continue to work your way up and build that better foundation. Right. Cause that's what the goal mm-hmm. of all this should be. Hopefully is that if you're starting a new YouTube channel in year one to build a better foundation than you did last time. Right. <laughs> that's sort mm-hmm. of the goal that I want to bring up. If you are starting a new YouTube channel and it's a new year one for you, try to build a better foundation than what you left behind. And obviously you get better at it as you continue to do more YouTube in general. Um, one of my favorite examples so far is that Lions Honor Gaming in particular, in the first month we've built a pretty good foundation and we have something to build off of for the rest of the year, right? Um, yeah. Something that we did not do all that well for Sabijin Games, Blue Couch Productions, or Jay the Zoomster, uh, <laughs> at least early on in that first year. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we're better at it now because we've had that experience before and we wanted to build a, a better foundation. So be sure that if you are starting new to actually make it better than where you started. So that's, that's what I wanted to bring up on that. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think it's about all I have. Uh, you're going to come across technical difficulties and stuff. You're going to wonder how do I do certain things? If you get those hunches, just Google, my guy. Google will help you. Google's pretty great. You can also use Yahoo or Bing. <laughs> Bing disgusting. That's gross. <laughs> what? Who says shit like that? Who says shit like that? Uh, if you want to know... <laughs> if you want to know hardware or software recommendations, we did do two episodes on the podcast all about that stuff. Um, we're going to assume you have some sort of gear to use. And if that's the case, use what you have. But if you want to upgrade, we have episodes dedicated to that sort of stuff. But use what you have to start out with. That's more important. Use your phone. Use your webcam that you have. Your hand-me-down microphone. Start making shit. Don't worry about the gear and the tech all that much. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I think that's about it. Uh, Agreed. 
Sweet. We did well, it. Well, we did it. Hooray. Well, Hasimos, we did it. Go conquer your year one on YouTube now. That's right. Year one. It's fun. It's fun. I, I really enjoyed year one of Zack Center Productions this past year. I contemplated doing uh, year one for for a brand new channel for Your Everyday Nerd, my new show coming out. I was like, should I make this a new YouTube channel and just do that? Oh, boy. But I was like, nah. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Right. <laughs> I think you're early on like, oh, oh, in, like, in Zack Snyder Productions where you don't have to uh, exactly. make that break. I agree. Yeah. I think so. So. Fair enough. You ready to get them comments? Them comment boys? Hells. Yes. All right. We got a few. Which so, which platform are you starting on? Boyo. We got YouTube. Yeah. We got a couple of comments from... We got one from episode 25, How to Make Money Freelancing. From Calfro. Um, he says, Yo, freelancing is the bee t- bee's tits, dog. Let's get it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I agree. This guy gets it. Have to agree. So that's that. Um, that's the last comment from that episode. I know we did we did the last episode uh, a week early, so we didn't get a chance to read that comment before he, he put it up. But we got it here. But we got it here. That's cool. And now we got three comments. We got another Calfro comment, a patient comment, and a Gengar guy comment. All from YouTube. Cool. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read the Gengar guy comment on episode 26. He says, not even an <laughs> I'm Zack Snyder rip anti it. Ooh, pre-recording boys. I messed, up the, uh, I messed up the intro and the edit. I accidentally messed up the uh, the I'm Zack Snyder and just cut it out completely. Nice. Apparently. Great job. Yeah, so it's just, and I made a Matthews. So there you go. Cool. That's, that's just get it. Uh, he continues, yeah. ooh, pre-recording boys. That is a nice nut zoke. XD Lamauhinas. I'm watching this epicness before going to uni big school or un big school. I don't know. This is so unbid. He means like unepic. Unepic. I think that's what he's going okay. for here. Okay. Uh, this is so that's my guess. unbid and sad. Alexa, do your thing. Despacito and stuff. Tuesday nights is the best part of the week. I get it. I'm commenting with a lot of time gaps because business. Sorry for being unepic, my unit gamers. A triple monitor epic unit setup. I get it. Probably hate me for saying Esketa after witnessing Leah's comment, Lamau XD. Aiden be a re Aiden be a ye- real yellow bulby boy. <laughs> Moving is a mood. Ethan is a good boy for helping out. By the way, is Ethan younger? What's the age gap and stuff? Okay, so I'll answer this. Ethan is my younger brother. He is about a year and a half younger than me. Um, I was born in 97 and he was born in 99. But I was late 97, and he was middle 99, so it ended up being about a year and a half, basically. So, yeah. He, he's going through his second year of college, and I'm going through my third right now. So that should give you an idea. We're, we're pretty close as far as age and stuff's concerned. Uh, he goes on saying, you might not want to answer that, which is fine, my unit. I already said it anyway. Too bad. Uh, <laughs> congrats on the epic gamer unit roommate. Tell him to play PS4 with Zoch. Fuck Fortnite, Lamau XD. <laughs> I also have a PS4, which is decent. Yes, Aiden getting that epic sub from an epic gamer. 
Also, Top 5 Force is a great video. I watched it a lot of times somehow. I don't know what you're talking about. Ethan is a legend. That bathroom story is a fucking mood. Jesus Christ, this is a long comment. Leah would be proud. Thank you, it was a real one. Ooh, Zach, no more job, H. Good luck with everything else, H. Like fucking around in big stores. Woo, more streams. Good luck with health stuff. Ain't with the salads and stuff. Lamau H. Lettuce, cheese, and ranch is a mood. Cheesy boy hours. Fortress is nice. S slash O to Ben. Trademark XD. You're motherfucking weak on YouTube, H. Looking forward to more long comments for the next segments. Jesus, Gengar. <laughs> so, uh... Wow. What a comment. I read this. I, I woke up. Um... This is 16 hours ago. I woke up earlier this morning and I was like checking my notifications and I see a new comment for for the podcast and I like to read comments as soon as I get the notifications because, you know, I don't get like that many, but I get enough and like I I read the comment and I'm trying to read it and I'm just thinking I'm still super tired. I'm like... Like rubbing my eyes, I'm like, am I high or some shit? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, I hope that Aiden reads this comment because holy shit, <laughs> it definitely jumps from topic to topic in like a sentence. So you're really, it's, uh, you're taking on a journey in this comment, and that's what I appreciate about it. it, it yeah, yeah, I agree. It's a journey, to say the least. It, it is a journey. It's like YouTube. Pretty. It's like YouTube. It's a journey. Look at that turnaround. Yeah. All right. So, Which one you tackle? Um, thank you for the comment. I can read. Do you want me to read the patient one since it's so long? And you can read the Kafra one? You don't have to. You can do whatever. I mean, it's up to you, man. All I know is if I have to read another Gengar guy comment, <laughs> I'll read that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to tell right, you. I'll go, and read, I'll go and read the patient one. Okay, that'd be fine. All right. Aiden has found the best possible roommate, Esketit. And who puts cheese on a salad? What the fuck? Escadit? Question mark. Like, that's not exactly a salad. SMH. Escadit. Oh, I forgot about it. Fuck. <laughs> also, before you get a treadmill, make sure you're just dedicated enough to stick at exercising constantly for a couple weeks. Escadit. Treadmills are horribly boring, and I recommend putting it in front of something that you can keep that can keep you stimulated. Otherwise, it's just hellish. Escadit. Okay, I'm done with the escadit now. Escadit. So thank you <laughs> for that. Um, first off, because... I, I also started reading this comment, and I was like, please don't be the whole fucking comment. Holy shit. Um, as far as treadmills go, I, I'm pretty chill with treadmills. I just, like, put on some anime or some YouTube videos, and I'm Gucci. Yeah. That shit is stimulating. I, I'm not worried about getting bored. Um, being a theater student, we really learn quickly just how pivotal your, pivotal your voice is to most creative mediums that utilize voice. Your inflection, tempo, and pace all affect how your audience will interpret your words. As an actress, it's one of my strong suits. I know how to control and change my voice to fit a situation. Luckily, it's one of those things that is generally easy to learn. Learning how to improvise is definitely a skill that would help your commentary game. Improvisation is one of those things that takes time to learn, but it's something that everyone who does non-scripted commentary would benefit from. You learn how to essentially make a mountain out of a molehill in conversation. Learning how to improv is definitely easier in an acting slash performing setting because you can play a character and helps make the situation less awkward if you can't think of something because you can play it off as a characteristic of your character. From a viewing perspective and being specific to Let's Plays, I prefer live com over post com and live recording over bulk recording. Both live commentary and both live command live recording have a very natural feel. Reactions 
feel more natural, more so if it's a blind LP, which I generally prefer, and there is opportunity for community interactions. Postcom offer... Postcom over already recorded gameplay is one of my least favorite styles since it feels rather detached from the gameplay and less engaging, especially when it's done well. I feel similar to bulk recording, however bulk is fine with livecom. Obviously there are constraints a creator will face that will force them into bulk or post and there's little you can do about that. Episode suggestion, S-E-O, Esketit Lamal Yenis. You know what? You know what? I'm going to throw this out there. You don't have to agree with that, but... I feel like yes. we should do the SEO episode as episode 30 mm-hmm. to get people real hyped. We're going to have a couple of like normal podcasts, like 28 and 29, like normal episodes. But then episode 30 comes and we just knock it out of the park with the SEO thing. We've built a little bit of hype. We've got people going. And then we just we just hit them with the big one. SEO at episode yeah, 30. Down. Is that fine? Let's get it. That, then we can have people stop asking <laughs> and we still have a little bit of time before we have to do it. Uh, I'm down for that. Yeah. But don't worry. That works for me. That episode's coming eventually. We're just scared. <laughs> <laughs> More than anything. Just, uh, we're just scared. We're going to have to take our own advice and just fucking suck it up. Just do it. it. Yeah. And then once it's done, like it'll, we'll never have to do it again. I feel right. like and then we'll be how it works. can finally move on to new topics. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys suggest more topics. <laughs> yeah. Continue to suggest topics, by the way. I'll just keep reminding yeah. people to do that. Um, as far as the improv thing, absolutely. Um, I, I want to take some improv classes when I have money and transportation and can do that because that should be fun as hell. It sounds really fun, actually. Um, I'd love to do that. Yeah. And then I also prefer um, live commentary both doing it and watching it or listening to it and um over over like post commentary and bulk commentary is like we talked about it a lot last episode it's not the ideal situation as far as you know because you can get burned out a lot but it does help with time sure depends on where you're at really so yeah just keep it in mind but a lot of good points here good comment patient Mini and a Definitely. <laughs> yeah, that worried me. I saw all those Esketits in the first paragraph and I was like, holy shit, I don't want to read this. Heavy breathing. <laughs> Heavy breathing. All right. Yeah. I'm going to read the Cowfro comment. He says, so at the 20 minute, 33 second mark, he says, Pokemon, go get a dude. I'm hooked in that junks. Why? Hell yeah. Why are people into Pokemon Go? I don't understand. Yo, it's pretty great. Let me tell you, all the real gamers... They're fucking Team Yellow, and it's the best. Team Instinct. Like everybody that's that. still playing, everybody that's still playing Pokemon Go are like Team Instinct, and it's fucking hype. Oh, fam. Anyways, that's my favorite of the three. I will give you that. Hell yeah. Anyway, he says at forty eight oh seven, quit picking on Gamer Boy two six five. He's doing his best. He's trying. <laughs> He's trying out there. All right. He's making an effort. Uh, He's doing his best. And then finally, at the one hour, six minute, 35 second mark, he says, this sounds very inappropriate if you start here. Relaxing, relaxing is key. Holy crap, didn't even realize I hit 1K. Thanks, guys. He did hit 1K. Congratulations, dude. Hell yeah. That's a that's a big landmark. You did it. That's a big escadet. That's a huge escadet. Congratulations. There we okay. go. Now that's epic. That's all the YouTube that's- comments. There was one on pretty epic. Twitter, though, but I'm going to let you read it. There was. 
Yeah, I'll uh, go ahead and give that a proper read. Um, got a got a Twitter message from Amir Matani who said at Zach, just listen to your quality versus quantity podcast episode. Some great points were brought up, and I'll be sure to listen to more episodes over time. Yo, so uh, yeah, said it on Twitter. But thanks again for listening, and we hope to hear you listen to some more episodes in the future. Yeah, feel free to ask on Twitter. By the way, we're more than open to reading. It, yeah, so Twitter. At Zach underscore uh, Sabijan yeah. and at Blue Couch Prod is our Twitter handles. Maybe I'll start putting those in the show notes. I think it's. So can, I think mine's just Blue Couch YT. Blue Couch YT. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah it is. Just that is correct. Sure. And then no uh, email, anything, comment at all. Any other platform ones? Uh, no. Okay. I don't have anything else. Wait a second. I think I might have had a comment on. Let's see, was this the right, was, was this a YouTube podcast or is this my, okay, no. I got a comment randomly on a bitch shoot video recently. Huh. And I was like, that's funny. Bitch shoot changed their name back to bitch shoot. Great. <laughs> so. Wonderful comment. <laughs> if you wanted to, no, I'm just saying that's what that happened. Wonderful. Recently. So, if you want bitch shoot again, I already got rid of it, but but thanks. <laughs> I'm still uploading to it because it automatically does it. Yeah. But uh, the front page is a bunch of videos that have like ten views. Yeah. So. Um. You really do be like that. <laughs> this website's garbage. Holy shit. <laughs> but there you go. Fair enough. But thank you everybody for your yeah. comments. Both the three on YouTube yeah. and the Twitter one. Appreciated reading them. They're always a blast. We really appreciate you. Um, thanks again to Aaron at For the Love of Tech on YouTube for sponsoring the podcast. If you want to sponsor the podcast with money, that's always great. Uh, you can go to anchor.fm slash another dash YouTube dash podcast. It's in the show notes. Um, you can sponsor the podcast for $1, $5, or $10 a month. Um Right now, that doesn't get you anything except for our love and appreciation. <laughs> um, but that does also make sure that you get these podcast episodes every single week on Sundays at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, so that's pretty it. <laughs> I agree. We'll, we'll mention you on here. We, we usually do that. Exactly. You yeah. Little... If you have a YouTube channel, we will we'll give you a little shout out. Give you a little love. So, uh, we'll love. And once again... Thank you to everybody who has been here from the beginning. This is was sort of our one-year anniversary episode of the podcast itself. Although this time we actually just did a topic instead of an interview. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you to everybody who's stuck around for that long. Thank you to all the new people who stuck around. Thank you for leaving your comments, for coming back every week to watch it. We'll see if we can do a, a lot more of these in year two. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, um, just just real quick shout out to the uh, the OG commenters that are pretty much here every week. Uh, Patient and Calfro, and I know Jay, the Zoomster. I know he tries to come in every once in a while as well and uh, give us those juicy comments. Yep. So thanks for continuing to come in and listen to us talk about YouTube. Uh, we talked about it a lot before the podcast, and having a platform to to also talk about it 
to you guys is pretty awesome. Speaking of platforms, thank you to all the lovely people on Anchor, Apple Music, Spotify, all those lovely people. You know that mm-hmm. we may not always talk about you and you may not always leave comments, but your, your listening support is very much appreciated. So a little shout out to you guys. Absolutely. We hope to grow a little bit more on those platforms too, not just YouTube. Because this podcast is universal, baby. Even if it is mainly YouTube, we talk about other stuff sometimes. <laughs> That's right. We're actually doing uh, we're doing really well on all these other platforms, and it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna keep trucking along. We're gonna see how it, you know, see what happens. We don't plan on ending this podcast anytime soon. So yeah. In terms yeah, of year two for this happens. podcast, you expect more episodes. Uh, you can expect us to finally cover SEO. Get hype, <laughs> like I mentioned earlier. <laughs> That'll be good. Um, there will probably still be a lot of the word it. I know that wasn't a big trend at the beginning of the year, but uh, you know, at this point now, it's probably too far in. It's probably ingrained in the, yeah. in the podcast identity, right? Yeah, the, part of the personality I branding, I feel, has a lot to do with the uh, esketits in nature. So, <laughs> Yeah. Really do be like that. Oh, and like I mentioned earlier, <laughs> uh, maybe not earlier, in earlier episodes... We do plan on doing a lot more interviews and eventually doing one of these live. That's still a goal yes. for both of us is to do more interviews and to live stream more of these. That'll help keep things fresh around here every week. Yeah. And since this is on its own individual YouTube channel, we'll be able to live stream it directly from its YouTube channel without conflicting with any other audiences and stuff. So that'll be really awesome. Yeah, boy. Well... Aiden, it's that time of night. Mm-hmm. It's time for so long. We'll sing just one more song. <laughs> this is so sad. <laughs> this is so sad. <laughs> I've been Zach. And I've been Aiden. And we want to thank you for listening to this episode of another YouTube podcast. Let's get it! <laughs> Bye! I'm Zant Schneider. <laughs> What's Zant? What the God damn it. <laughs> Sanch? <laughs> Wait, was that a Ramsey comment? I think I've heard this before. Oh god, you threw me off. What the fuck? <laughs> I made Matthews, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what this episode is anymore. I can't believe you actually did it. <laughs> this is a bad lad.